Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.02 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday. What's the date? February 8th, 2022. And because it's Tuesday, it's going to be a trivia Tuesday. Sorry I'm late a little bit today, guys, but I had some uh, not technical difficulties, but um, I don't know, just user error. I forgot to plug in my computer and then the battery died. So as I was about to hit the go live button, like my computer, everything like shut down. I was like, oh, what's happening? What's wrong? And I was like, oh, I forgot to plug it in. It's been a while. But, you know, I got one of those new MacBooks. And so uh, the battery does last a long time. So I frequently forget to charge it. But I'm here now. We're charged up. We're plugged in and we're ready to go. Everyone listening in on the podcast version. Hopefully you're having a good day. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a fun trivia for you. Hopefully it's LA Marathon edition. But like, you know, it's not going to be boring LA Marathon trivia. Well, maybe the first one is. I try to keep it a little bit. Uh, more specific to this audience. So hopefully you guys on your run will enjoy it, as well as everyone else here. Everyone uh, watching on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you guys are sitting back with a nice recovery beverage. I've got some afternoon coffee uh, and I'm definitely enjoying it. And uh, everyone in the chat, how you guys doing? Let's see who we got here. We got Randon Lewis. It says, hi, Co. Hi, chat. And we got Frank LaHoulier is in here. Daniel M says, yo, what's going on? Having Chop Chef from Korean Vegan Cookbook for lunch today. So good. I'm going to have to try that. I have not made any of the recipes from the cookbook. I'm going to have to start doing some cooking. The only thing that's difficult for us is uh, the peanut allergy part, right? So uh, a lot of products that um, go into green food, um, it's really hard to kind of figure out like what is the allergy position on some of these uh, manufacturing facilities. And sometimes those facilities don't have like English speakers that like can answer the phone or like do stuff like that. Um, so we have a hard time with it. There is a blogger out there. She cooks a lot of Asian food, lots of Thai foods, which is amazing uh, with a peanut allergy. So, you know, we can try maybe kind of combining those two things. But uh, and then at the end of the day, my daughter's probably not going to really want to eat a lot of the stuff anyway. So maybe I could just make it for me and my wife. I'm making excuses. I really, I just need to get in there and start cooking, I guess. But Chop Chest sounds really good right now because I'm so hungry. I just think that I have not been refueling properly since the half marathon. And my body is now just like, eat food. I'm sending you signals. We need, we need stuff. We need more supplies. So eat. And everything sounds delicious to me right now. All right. Uh, Luis Pacera says, yo, what's going on? And JC says, hello. I'm going to go ahead and declare as over a five on our LA Marathon trivia. I, I, I don't know. I think some, some of you might be able to guess these. I mean, all of the questions are, are guessable. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, Steve says, yo, what's going on? Just passed a fox in my run, but was wearing headphones, so I didn't hear what he said. Okay. And Hedgehog says, hello, what's going on? And CV76 says, yo, what's going on? Michael Chang says, what's going on? Glad to be back. And CV76 says that I had a mere 404 error. You know what I find? You know what I like to do? This is how boring I am. I have many alarms, and um, you know I just get tired of how many that I have. But I have one that goes off early in the morning, and then a little bit later in the morning when I gotta start waking up all the kids and start like getting my lunches ready, and then another one to remind me when live streams about to start. So I got a bunch of them, and I usually um, will set them. Four oh four is a, a very a favorite of mine uh, to set up when I'm setting an alarm 
just because I'm like, ah, well, four o'clock sounds so boring and so early. Four o four, that's a little bit more interesting. That was a really long story for very little payoff. I apologize about that. <laughs> Brett Reed says, hey, and Lucas H says, hello, my running friends. Uh, we got Chris Dyke coming in on the treadmill. Hope you're having a good run out there today. And um, Hedgehog says, say hey, book money by the Zale. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy New Year's to you too. Uh, that's not exactly what that translates to, guys, but that's kind of how it's being said. So I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Lucas H says, Co, I'm running LA2, 40 year age division. That's right. Gold PR is a PR at 305 and a BQ. I mean, that'd be a solid BQ. That'd be a five minute BQ for you. Seeing the corrals are on the course. Awesome. You know, I'm a little bit nervous about where I'm going to start, though. I don't have to talk to ASICs about it because I was just looking at the LA course marathon or the LA Mar marathon, the website. And they were saying like the seeding for your corrals that cutoff is like January 31st. So I don't know if they're going to like, I don't know if they're going to get me into, if I'm going to accidentally end up in like the sub elite corral somehow um, or a special, like, I don't know if I'll be in a VIP corral or I'm just gonna be in the back. Either what, any of those is great. I'm just happy to run. But like uh, when we ran Falmouth, they, they put us right in the front. Um, and I was just like, uh, guys, people are going to be mad at us because we're going to be in the way. There's some fast people here and some people came to a race today. And, um, I'm like, we didn't guys, we came here to have fun and enjoy the race. So, I mean, we did run, but, um, it, it made me a little bit nervous, but I feel like LA marathon is a big enough marathon. There's going to be a lot of fast people. Um, yeah, the pace groups only go up to three hours though. Um, but I guess that's pretty normal. I'm trying to think. Does Chicago have a 255? I don't think Chicago has a 255 pace group. I think Chicago only goes to three hours as well. So I don't know. But I'll definitely see you out there, Lucas. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of people I think are going to be there. All right. Let's scroll, scroll down. Um, yeah, Shannon says, I think you guys were talking about this yesterday, but it's only happening for locals and elites. Um, I think it's only happening for locals at this point so far. Because like... Um, like, I think that, like, people, I was thinking, like, well, they'll probably figure out a way to get Ellie Kipchoge in the country. But then I was like, no, they probably won't. Because then they're going to have, like, a, a Djokovic, like, the tennis player in Australia. They're going to have that kind of situation on their hands. And then, you know, they really can't be doing that, even if it is Kipchoge. Um, but, like, yeah, so I'm guessing, like, I was reading into it more because I was like, I thought Kipchoge announced that he was going. And, um, and I was trying to, like, research more into that. And like some of the recent articles were like, Kipchoge is going to go to Tokyo if they will let him in the country kind of thing. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's going. Um, Frank says, you don't think Kipchoge got the shot? Oh, I think he got it. I just think that, um, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to know, but um, never meet your heroes, I guess. But like, uh, I don't think it matters if he get, had the shot or not. Like with, with, Australia, it mattered if he had the shot, like Djokovic had the shot. But I don't think with the way that Tokyo or Japan is handling it, it matters if you've got, been vaccinated or not. So I, I think that's the thing. Um, yeah, Luis was saying, like, he just, Luis just signed up yesterday. He's like, I was wondering about that. So are we going to start at the end of the crowds? I'm not sure. What it may mean, like, I know that at some races, like at the expo, you have to go to like the separate other kiosk and, and be like, hey, can you put me in a different corral? Um, but it just may mean like, I think the way they, when they, 
the January 31st date was probably so that they could print out all the things. And then like, you might have to go and say like, Hey, here, I have this time. I can show it to you on my phone. You know, you can look it up. Um, kind of have like a sticker that they put on top of your bib. I think that's kind of what happens. Steven 76 says, will Ben Johnson pace me to a 259? I mean, I think he could pace me to it. Uh, I think he's a good pacer. Um, but I don't, I don't, I haven't asked him if he'd, if he'd go, he just ran a marathon over the weekend. So I don't, I don't think that he's going to be, I mean, I don't know. The guy's like a machine. seems like he's always running a marathon. So I don't know. I feel like for him running a 259 would be pretty, I don't, I don't want to say easy, but it's a very, very doable. All right. Um, Mark Chang says, happy Trivia Tuesday, everyone. All right, so with that, let's get to the trivia for the first question. So here's the first question. The LA Marathon, I mentioned it in the video today, they changed the route as of last year. It used to be stadium to sea. What is the LA Marathon now? The LA Marathon is now stadium to what? Do you guys know? Let's see who's local. I think anyone who's local to the area probably has heard it like a million times. But I didn't. I never heard stadium to see before. I didn't even know it started in a Dodger Stadium. But I was reading um, someone's blog post about it, and they were like, it starts at Dodger Stadium, which is nice because there's a lot of bathrooms. I'm like, they let you in the stadium to pee? That would be nice. I mean, talk about a place that's already set up for a lot of people that need to pee at the same time. A baseball stadium, you know. But anyway, all right. Um, stadium two, Stephen Stadium six says Century City. That is technically correct, but that's not what they're calling it. Uh, I think it does end in Century City now, but that's not what the new like phrase for the marathon is. Um, <laughs> Adam says West LA. <laughs> Daniel M says Seaboard. No, Barrick says San Diego <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> San Diego. That'd be funny. That I mean, that'd be a pretty uh, incredible ultra, though. Uh, I mean, if you're just running along like the Pacific Coast Highway. I mean, that's a lot of time on pavement, but if you time it right, you can have a beautiful sunset. Uh, Brett Reed says Skid Row. I don't know. I don't know if Skid Row is actually near where the finish is. I'm not sure it is. Uh, Frank says to Man's Chinese Theater. No, no. <laughs> to stadium to stadium. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was stadium to like another stadium. Um, that would be pretty funny. Um, but it's not stadium to stadium. Oh, no one got it. Daniel says stadium to Sausalito. Mark says stadium to, to Staples. Ooh. Luis got it. Stadium to the stars. There you go. Stadium to the stars. Because I, I, I don't know wherever it ends in Century City. I guess that's near where movies are shot or something like that. So now they're calling it stadium to the stars. And I think I think the reason they gave for it is basically, I mean, I don't know if like the beach communities that are over there were like, we don't want this coming here no more. Seems weird. But I think they were saying like it's easier for us to have like finish line festivities there. It's easier for families to like meet up with their runners. It's just easier on everybody. Um, so I think that was the main reason to do it. Um, and I mean, it, I guess it could have been because of last year being a, like a pandemic year race. Maybe that was part of it too. I'm not sure. But um, they changed it last year and they said they say they're going to keep it that way for this year. And I guess that means it's a permanent change does that mean like the first person whoever finished first last year has the course record i don't remember really understood that how does that work because like the chicago marathon route changed slightly a couple of years ago 
and um i don't remember i don't know if that may, means that the the root the course records are all gone dad runner out says any recommendation on a half marathon trail racing shoe that comes in a wide Ooh, i don't know um uh, marathon trail racing shoe that comes in a wide does the peregrine come in a wide i don't know if that would come in a wide um i mean there's probably an ultra that you, i mean the ultra superior maybe the, i don't know if that one comes in a wide or not but that would be one I would look at. <laughs> Eric says, right, going to San Diego was a brown burgundy joke. Never mind. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, Frank says, there's no way to run from Orange County to San Diego along the coast. Camp Pendleton is in the way. That's true. That is true. Hmm. Mark wants to know if it goes through Disneyland. Isn't Disneyland in Anaheim? Is that, I don't I don't really don't know geography. Is Ana, is Anaheim Los Angeles? I don't know. Um, the speed go does the speed go come in a wide? Eric said that Peregrine does come in a wide, so that could be a good half marathon trail racer. Hmm. dad was i was thinking about dad runner says i was thinking about the ultra superior and the peregrine those are the two that i would that came to mind first i also think about the zanal i really like that one for a trail half but i don't know if it comes in a wide i don't know if that shoe is like popular enough to have a wide that's the thing about that one um all right Adam says the current course stays all within the city, maybe part through West Hollywood, separate city to the beach means San Santa Monica. Perhaps it's jurisdictional issues. I, I suppose. I don't know. There hasn't, I mean, the, the only description that I was able, the only rationale I was able to find because it's a substantial change, right? I, I think. Um, Cause it goes from like the last couple miles being like significantly downhill, pleasantly downhill to them being like, uphill slightly uphill so i mean i don't i don't know that's kind of stinks um dad runner says no wide in the zanal and eric says the speed goat four does come in a wide very cool uh adam says anaheim is la metro however not only a different city a different county but um yeah not only a different city but it's a different county it's the oc oh, okay yeah that's pretty different okay all right Question number two. All right. This is where I think this is where I had fun with the LA Marathon questions. And these questions are kind of related. So hopefully they don't get, I mean, hopefully you don't guys like by answering one, you figure all the rest of them out. But at mile five, let me check this down. At mile five of the LA Marathon, apparently there's these group of people that just give out chili dogs during the race for people to eat. And people will take the chili dog and eat a chili dog during a marathon and early in a marathon. I mean, mile five, I mean, that's really early to be like, I think I'm going to eat a chili dog. But in 2014, when Ginger Runner ran the LA Marathon, who did he film? And he ran it with his GoPro. Who did he film eating a chili dog? We've talked about this before. It's like one of my favorite moments in YouTube. Um, 
but yeah. Who did he film eating the chili dog? Yeah, during the race. Or like during the race. Yeah, people are eating these chili dogs during the race. So you see, there's a portion of the course where it's just like instead of like drinking water, you know, people are like eating chili dogs. And Mark Reynolds, Mark Franchenko goes, it was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, was Ryan Reynolds famous in 2014? Oh, yeah, he was, right? JC says John Mellencamp. Um, Dad Renaro says, don't eat anything unsealed. <laughs> Frank says, Jack Nicholson. Daniel M says, Gary Busey. <laughs> That's hilarious. CV76 says, my wife. I don't, I don't, trying to think if my wife's ever been to LA. I'm actually not sure. Um, Dad Renaro gives the vomit emoji. John is here. Says, hey, everyone's going on, Jonna. Good to see you. Um, Adam says, Joey Cheeks or whatever, whatever the champion's name is. Yeah, no, you guys are you're, you guys are, are overthinking it, I think, a little bit. Um, C-Town fans says, Bill Rogers. I mean, can, do you think he would? If Bill Rogers, I don't know if Bill Rogers has ever ran the LA Marathon. But like, I, I don't know. Do you think he would? I don't I'm not sure. I don't know if he would. He's a pretty competitive guy, so I feel like he'd be like, no, this is run time. I don't think he runs marathons anymore either, though. That's, I don't know, I'm not sure. That'd be pretty funny. Um, Aaron Shimon says, I ate 16 quesadillas with pickles at the Bigfoot 200. But that's a 200-mile race. I mean, 16 quesadillas still does seem excessive. It seems like a lot. I don't know. That seems like, but that's pretty funny. With the pickles. The pickles is like the kicker. That's what makes that whole comment funny. Um, Sean says his wife, Kim. No, no. Um, Mark Chanko wants to know if it was Shaq. No, it was not Shaq. It was, let me see if I'll, I'll keep scrolling down. Um, see if anyone ended up getting it. Um, no. Uh, in 2014, Ginger Runner ran the LA Marathon and he filmed Billy Yang eating a chili dog. So I don't know if they were running together or what, but I'm I'm sitting here, I'm watching, like I, I didn't watch it like contemporaneously. I must have watched this maybe like three or four years, like maybe 2017 or 2018. And I'm watching this Ginger Runner video. He's made a video about the LA Marathon. And he's like, there's chili dogs on the course. And I'm like, there's what? And then I'm watching it. And then he's like, oh, hey, look at look at who's here. And it's Billy Yang starts coming up and he's like holding like half a chili dog. And then I think they split the rest of it. I, got, I have to watch it again. But he filmed Billy Yang eating the chili dog. So, but I mean, that makes sense. An ultra runner, right? Like eating someone ate 16 quesadillas during an ultra with pickles. Um, I don't know if that means all the quesadillas had pickles, like the pickles were in the quesadilla or if there was like, I ate 16 quesadillas and I ate them with like a pickle. I don't know. Either way, it's a lot of food. Um, but it makes sense. It was Billy Yang. He did it. <laughs> All right. That, that, that puts me directly into question number three, though. In 2018, when Billy Yang ran the LA Marathon, and he made a video of it then, four years later, that time when he ran the LA Marathon, did he eat a chili dog then, too? That's question number three. I mean, you got a 50-50 chance, guys. Dad Ronald says, don't trust a fart after the chili dog. That's pretty funny. I mean, maybe that's where that's, that phrase came from. You know, we don't know. <laughs> 
2018 when Billy Yang ran the LA Marathon. Did he eat it? Um, yeah, it was a good video. Both of those videos are good videos. I enjoyed them a lot. You can go back and check them out. Um, let's see. C-Town Fan says yes. Brett Reed says maybe. Maybe is correct. Um, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are saying yes and also no. It's like almost they said both. Uh, CV76 votes tails. And JC says yes, I mean no. Louis says of course he did. Uh, Mark Ingham says, I have to guess not. Maybe he learned his lesson. I like that. I like, I like where you're thinking about it. But the answer is he did eat another chili dog. So he's eating a chili dog basically every time he's run. I don't know if he's run it more than twice. Um, but he's run it every single time or he's eaten one every single time he's been in a video. I mean, he's got the video proof of it. You know, he's on the course. He's eating the chili dog. He's running the race, which I think is pretty funny. Danny M wants to know, is a chili dog a sandwich or soup in a bread bowl? <laughs> I like this question a lot. I think it's a sandwich. Um, but I also, I mean, I think I would consider the hot dog a sandwich. I would consider a brat in a bun a sandwich. Um, but the chili makes it think, okay, is it soup in a bread bowl? It's got a piece of meat in it, though. Um, and I don't think that there's any other soups or bread bowls that have just like a large piece of sausage in there like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I I can, I, I you know, I, I think it's interesting conversation, Daniel. But I don't think it's soup in a bread bowl. I think it's a sandwich, a messy sandwich. Um, I don't know what's messier, like a Chicago style through the garden hot dog or like um or a chili dog. I kind of think that the chili dog would be easier to eat a lot of the time. <laughs> Daniel says it's not a sandwich. LOL, that's pretty funny. <laughs> C Town fans, he must have an ironclad stomach. I bet you he trains it. I bet you he trains it when he's doing all these ultra like longer runs. You know, so um, when I was talking with Scotty Coomer at 10, 10 Junk Miles, he was telling me about all these training runs him and his friends go on. And it basically sounded just like like eating a chili dog during a marathon. He's like, well, well, we start off at this one place and then we run to an ice cream shop and we each eat like half a gallon of ice cream. And then we go to this. There's this one place. It's this little drive through joint it has really good fried shrimp. And we eat that and then we run home. It's like 30 miles on the day. And I'm like, that's training? He's like, that's training. Training what? He's like, training your gut. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, Frank says, German people often just have a random worst in their soup. Like, it's just like a full worst. I mean, like I could see if it's cut up, then it could be like a chowder or like a gumbo right gumbo has andouille in it but it's not like a whole thing right but like would you have a german soup or a stew in a bread bowl with a worst in it i don't know that sounds i think we're stretching the definition of soup to include chili dog I mean, is chili soup? If chili's not a soup, then it's not soup in a bread bowl. That makes it easy enough. I don't think chili's a soup. Um, I think it's closer to like a curry, right? Someone else was mentioning curry. 
you know, I really wish I knew how to make a good vegetarian chili with or without like the um, fake meat in it, you know. I've been eating the Amy stuff like crazy, but as I've mentioned earlier, it it looks and smells like I'm eating dog food. And then I think that like, um, you know, how certain foods can change the way a person smells a little bit. I feel like I can tell when I've been eating the chili. So I'm like, I, I, I got to figure something else out, maybe. <laughs> Mika says, sausage soup is pretty much a finished food staple. Is it served like a whole sausage though? Or is it cut up into into like chunks? I don't know why the cutting it up makes it matter. I suppose it doesn't. Frank says about the German soup. It's not cut up just whole. They put mustard on it just sitting there in the soup. Super weird. I don't know. I can get into that. I mean, there's a lot of like Asian soups where you put like either sriracha or some other like sort of um, paste type of flavoring in there. And then like it just kind of mixes in. Or I think about like wasabi. It's like a like a paste that you just mix in um, with your soy sauce. Although I know you're not supposed to really like stir and mix it in, but I don't know. Daniel says, chilies are curry. I'm going to need a thesis on this idea. Uh, I mean, they're cooked the same way. No, just the seasonings are different. Um, I don't know what makes it a curry. Kind of like a, I mean, like how different is a curry? I mean, a curry is very different than like, say like a marinara sauce, right? But, um, I don't know. I guess I haven't thought really about what makes a curry a curry and what makes chili chili. That's not true. I have thought a lot about both of those things. <laughs> but I think that both of them start with uh, a lot of spice in the beginning. Chili starts with more of like a, um, you know, a triad. You got like, you do your celery, your onions, uh, your carrots. Uh, I guess you don't have to do that for a lot, of, a lot of chilies, but maybe that's one way you could start it off. Um, I don't have a good recipe for a chili that doesn't have meat in it. Meat makes it a lot easier. You just meat and then throw in a bunch of beans and a can of tomatoes. But, um, but I think that if you think about a chili, you're using a base, whether and like crushed tomatoes could be in both a curry and in a chili. Uh, and then you can cook some other either meat or other vegetable in there. In the case of a chili, it's beans, right? For a curry, it could be anything. It could be chicken or salmon or tofu or cheese, you know? Lots of things. That's what I'm thinking. Like curry, chili. It's something that you serve like on, I mean, you could eat it by itself, but it's usually served on top of something, whether it's rice um or on i don't know no you guys am i not getting it i'm not sure i'm rambling now <laughs> M says the food tangents are my favorite part of the live stream to be honest <laughs> wow this is quite a tangent today mark says what makes a curry a curry is something called a masala but that's a deep dive yeah I mean, that would, that's what would make it, I mean, that's what would make it an Indian curry. But what if you're talking about a Thai curry? Do Thai curries have start off with a masala? No, but 
or maybe they do. I don't think so. I don't think they do, but they do start off with, um, some heavily toasted spices, right? A very powerful, like spice paste, right? And then a base, whether it's like coconut milk or whether it's a like crushed tomatoes, depending on the color. See, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Season fans are, would I use impossible meat? Yeah. You know, the other day I tried to buy some of the ground impossible meat. I don't think it was, no, it was like Morningstar Farms. It wasn't impossible. I've had the impossible one before. It was a different one I hadn't tried before. I was like, oh, I'll try this. And then I went to go to the self-checkout and then like it the the machine didn't recognize it. And I was like, never mind, this is too much work. David Callen says, I like I like where you're going with this, David. Chili is not a curry. Chilies make chili chili. And curry makes curry curry. Chef here. The method of cooking is similar, but that's where it ends. All right. I'll defer to a chef for sure. Maybe it's a convergent evolution. There's They're getting to the same place from different pl starting points. I don't know. Or maybe they're not. I think David would probably say that they're not. Hmm. That's I'm going to be thinking about this all day. I'm completely derailed from my LA Marathon trivia. <laughs> yeah, and David says, the masala is one particular type of curry out of hundreds. Yeah, I think that, that you know we're scratching the surface. There's many kinds. Um, there is like a, in the uh, global section of my grocery store, where you can find um, the La Preferita refried beans that I like, the shinamyun that I buy, and um, the uh, hind, like the the uh, baked beans that they eat in England. What do they call them? Like the Heinz beans, that kind, the kind that they eat for breakfast. That it's all in the same aisle. There's also a small Indian section. Well, it's not really an Indian section. I'm not sure if it's really you can call it an Indian section, but they have these jarred like curry sauces. And one is like, one is tiki masala. Uh, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really sure how this one fits, but I like it. And, you know, I eat it. It's fine. It's pretty tasty. Um, I'm not going to worry about how like authentic it is. Mika says, uh, need to cook a Thai aubergine curry. Oh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm just so hungry today. I've been in station. I, I was hungry before I started running and I ate a bunch of that uh, picky, picky bars, granola. Remember we ate that a, a couple of uh, Monday mukbangs ago. I ate like half the bag of the uh, blueberry one, even though I was like, that has some really strong rosemary taste in it. And I was like, I don't like this, but I was so hungry. I was just like, I just scarfed it down. And I had also eaten a full breakfast, not a full breakfast, but I had eggs and, and uh, almond butter toast. Um, before that, before I dropped off the kids. So, I mean, I've just been, uh, I was so hungry and I'm still so hungry. <laughs> now we're talking about all these curries. I walk by like three Thai restaurants to pick up the kids from school. So every day it's just like, oh, I can just get like, I can get spring rolls from here, a curry from here. And I just eat, eat food the whole way up. I used to eat, I used to go to, um, like there's a Taco Bell along the way. There used to be two um, little like quick takeout Mexican places. Is well now there's only one. 
Um, and I would just buy food and eat it all the way up to pick up the kids before I came home and then made dinner. But that sometimes I don't have time for that. I'm just really hungry. Stevie <laughs> 76 says, a red curry and a green curry had a fight. There was no winner. It was a tie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Let's go to uh, question number four. Uh, this is not related to curries or chili dogs, but it is still LA Marathon related. All right. Uh, we talked about Ginger Runner running the LA Marathon in 2014, Bill Yang running it in 2015. Uh, 2018, don't I say 2014 was Ginger Runner, 2018 was Billy Yang, and 2015 Sage Kennedy was there running the race, um, chasing the OTQ, uh, the Olympic trials qualifying time for the U.S. Uh, what was the standard that year for the marathon in order to make the trials in 2015? So that would have been for the 2016 trials. Does anyone know? And you guys are you guys are big fans of curries. Ilya Kim says Japanese katsu curry, Thai green curry, dal curry. Give me all of them. I mean, yeah. If there's some sort of like thick stew or porridge or even like kind of sauce that I could put over either rice or vegetables or tofu or maybe just eat straight with something like naan, I'll eat it. Um, I mean, I'll, I, that's, I like, I like it when a bunch of foods mixed in a bowl, that's like my favorite way to eat. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan too. I can, I can eat them all. <laughs> all right. Sage candy was changing. <laughs> I'm going, I, I made it like 30 seconds without talking about food. All right. Um, let's see. C-Town fans thinks it was 220 for the OTQ in 2016. Mark Ingham says 20. 210, 210 would be fast. 210 would mean there's only like, I don't know how many American marathoners there are currently that can run faster than 210. Um, not a lot. I don't I don't think more than a dozen. Uh, Adam says 214. Daniel Adam says 1976. Shannon says still 219. Brett says 217. Luis says 219.35. Mark says 213. CB76 says 1492. Frank thinks it was 221. Uh, Travis thinks it was 212. Yeah, 212 was also pretty fast too. I mean, for Americans. Um, Sean Devlin thinks it was 216. I th I think that um, Eric had it right. It was two. I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I thought it was 218. But then someone said 219. I was like, wait, was it 219? Um, but I believe it was 218. Sage missed it by two minutes and one second. He had 220 and one second on the day. So, um, missed it by a little bit, missed it by a little bit that day. But in that video, um, from the 2015 LA marathon, there is footage that ginger runner took of Sage that Sage put into the video. So it's like, no, oh. it's like LA was like, um, for a brief period of time, LA was like the center of running YouTube. And now it's like, well, I guess is Billy Yang still in LA? I think he still is, right? But Ginger Runners left. And Sage didn't live in LA, but yeah. But everything kept 
seem to have in that time period keeps circling around LA. Maybe it's just a mirror fluke that it's not there. Maybe it's always been like that and just haven't noticed. I don't know. Mm. Frank says 218 can't be right. Isn't it 218 now? Oh, was it 219 before? Now they lowered it to 218. Is that what happened? I thought it was 218. Hmm. Stevie 76 says Sage could have OTQ'd butt for the chili dog. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't have to worry about it. I you don't have to worry. He didn't eat it. He's a vegetarian. <laughs> so he wouldn't have eaten it. Um yeah. So Shannon says it's 218 now, They reduced it this year and eight minutes for for men, for women. What? Hmm. So 218 can't be right then. I think was it 219? I think it was 219. Because he was filming a friend of his who had come in at 21732 and he was like, Oh, you just made it. So that's why I thought it was 218. But I think now that I'm thinking about it, I remember seeing Dr. Josh's posts on Instagram talking about like, all right, 21759 it is now. So then now I'm thinking about it. You guys are right. But Ken says it was 218. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, Sage just narrowly missed it. Daniel says, do you think Sage was reassuring the feral marathoners that he meant no harm? You know what's funny is, so did you guys watch the Sea to Sky um, FKT video that Sage put out? When they were in Hawaii, he did the, the FKT for getting from the ocean to the highest point on the island of Maui uh, and back. He set the FKT for the, the uphill. Uphill is like a weird word for it, but for the up and for the up and down at the same time. And uh, there's all these animals. And um, I feel like he was playing with this because every time he saw an animal, like the, the video starts out with like a rooster that's attacking the car. And uh, like a wild, like a feral, I guess it's a feral rooster. Anyway. Um, and uh, at no point does he say, don't worry, I'm a vegetarian. And then there's goats. There's what other animals were there? There's many goats. Were there some cows? He encountered many animals on his journey. And at no point, at least in the video, did he say, don't worry, I'm a vegetarian. And I was like, this is the one time that I want him to say it. And he didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, Daniel said that was a great video. It was a great video. And I mean, it's good to see him up and getting after it. You know what I mean? He's had a rough year. And um, just really uh, feel it's a real feel good video to watch. And Regan Dugan says, I watched that this morning. I can feel the humidity through the video. Um, I, I just started when I was watching that video. Um, I just started shaking my head because he's just like. Um, he's like, oh, you got to do a lot of root finding on this one. And I was like, yeah, I, I would not be able to do this F FKT. I wouldn't even be able to do this root, let alone, you know, make an attempt for the FKT. But. I wouldn't be able to do this route. I mean, he had to climb over some fences, like property lines and stuff. And then like, he's like, eh, I got to do some bushwhacking. And I'm like, mm -mm, I would just give up. I, I would be lost. And he's like, use my Coros watch. Use the navigation features. It was great. And I'm like, uh, no watch is good enough to save me. <laughs> uh. Um, all right, Frank looked it up. He said the wiki says it's 219 for 2016. So that sounds that's starting to sound right. Starting to sound right. And Ken says Seth's goal for Rotterdam. I think he just did he just say that he booked tickets? 
that I saw him tweet that. Was it yesterday? It is 217.30 to try for the OTQ. All right. Very cool. Is he still he's still running Gasparilla, right? I think he's doing is he doing the half? Is Gasparilla only a half? I think it's not a marathon too, is it? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Daniel M says, like, gotta do a lot of root finding on this one would be Ko's last words. I I yeah, yeah. That would be like, you know, we found this footage from this lost hiker. He apparently was just going in circles. If he had just made a right turn, he would have found the like the the resort. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what it, that's what that I mean, that would be my last words. Like, oh, there's root finding that required. Like anytime I watch a video of um people doing like those kinds of long journeys either in the uk or in australia like when bo miles does like a video and he's like uh he had to like go across people's property and stuff which i think there's different rules in those commonwealth countries than there are in the u.s for in terms of property rights but when they was doing that i'm just like yeah i would give up I would give up on the adventure. I'd be like, I know guys, we, we set aside three weeks of time to do this thing, but like there's a fence. What do you want me to do? We're done. That's kind of, I'd be like, I, I don't know how to get around this. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I don't know. Hmm. And says for the OTQ, you can qualify for the Olympic trials merit or the U S trials for the marathon um with a half marathon time 63 minutes for men is that that's faster though wasn't it 65 before and 112 for women that's really fast for both men and women but i think frank laura just ran like a 60 and change and somewhere and then what did sydney run in houston that was under 63 wasn't it was it a 64? I don't remember. Adam says, you should try orienteering. There's a Chicago area club. Adam, I get lost like in the mall, man. Like I, I'm not going to, like orienteering is not going to work for me. I mean, maybe, they, they maybe they could pair me with a child. Um, and then, you know, I'll let the kid do all the work. Maybe that would work. Maybe that may well, maybe I'll learn that way. Maybe my, maybe my daughter and I can do something, we'll figure it out. Like my brother-in-law when um what was it? Geocaching. Remember when that first guy was getting big? Um, my brother's in law would be into that. And I'm like, no thanks. I don't want to go, guys. Maybe I should have. Maybe I would have learned a little bit more. I don't know. Daniel <laughs> a step one, locate the orienteering class. I would I don't even know how to find it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cody wants to know if I have any experience with a boob strap. I do. Um, I didn't, it didn't, it works great for the sleep tracking. And I think that it does a the best job of any device at teaching people what your various sleep number metrics mean and why you should pay attention to them. And so that's kind of where I learned about like how important, sorry, I bumped the table. That's where I learned how important like heart rate variability is, beat to beat interval, all that kind of stuff. Not that the the raw number is that all that important, but differences from baseline and how to kind of like look at them. Um, and I did I think it did a great job. Where I think it did less of a good job was when it kind of figured out your daily strain, because it, it requires an accurate heart rate reading while you're doing exercise. 
And what I would recommend for people who don't get good heart rate readings from the wrist, which I don't, is they sell like a longer band and get the longer band. So that way when you're working out, you can move it higher up on the arm, like on the bicep and get a really good reading there. Um, so that way that becomes a foundation, how hard you're working, doing your workouts tells informs like how much strain you are. So it compares the, the heart rate during your workouts versus how good you're sleeping. And it gives you an idea of strain. Um, and so I think it, in, unless you're, getting a rock solid heart rate reading during your exercise, it's going to be hard for it to give you excellent guidance, but it could still give you really good sleep tracking. So that's one reason what, where I think it's good. I think that um, it's expensive for what it is. Um, and so some people already get that same type of data that Whoop provides on their running watches. I get it on my Polar watch. Um, and now that I have a better understanding of what the numbers mean, I don't need the whoop to tell me what the numbers mean because I'm getting it from my watch. So that's kind of, you know, how I feel about it. But I think it's a good thing for people to try for like, I don't know, what's the minimum like membership trial is like six months. I don't think it's a bad idea. You'll learn a lot about yourself, but get the longer band. That's what I would say. Brett Reed says, I love stories like this. Brett Reed says, my old neighbor claimed he invented geocaching. And also his dad was who the movie A Beautiful Mind was made after. Well, if the second one is true, the first one could be true, I guess. I don't know. That was a good movie. I did like that movie. Adam says, if I do the orienteering, you'll get better at navigation than most clubs can teach you. Hmm. That seems like a lot of effort. I, I know, I don't doubt you that I would get better at it. It seems like a lot of work. I think I would need a, I, there's a long distance for me to go to get better at navigation. Um, one of my friends, a guy that worked for me, he was um, an officer in, in the army. And um, he was telling me about his uh, some of his boot camp training, where it was like they would basically like blindfold him and then drop him off somewhere, and he would have to like run with a pack and orienteer him like orient himself and figure out how to get back to the base. Um, and his problem was that he was always just he would just start running hard, and before he really knew which direction he was going in. And so it took him too long because then he would realize, oh, wait, I maybe should have not gone this way and should have turned around or figured out my bearings a little bit better first before I started running real hard because now I got to make up that ground. And I'm like, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that would not be pleasant. I'd be like, I don't know. Guys. By, by the time I got back to base, I'd be like, I don't know, guys. I'm not sure if I'm cut out for this military service. Don't we have devices that can tell me where to go? This is the military. We guys invented GPS. Do we got good GPS? That's what I, I would be complaining the entire time. I I know. I mean, it's I, that's not how it works, but probably one of the many reasons why it wouldn't have been a good idea for me to serve in the military and why I appreciate those who do because it's all stuff that I can't do. Mark says the first time, my first time orienteering, the zipper in my jacket messed with my compass when held to the chest. I was way off. Really? 
I didn't know that they could do it. Uh, huh. I had no idea. Uh, do you remember when like everything had a compass in it? Like I just remember, like anytime you bought something, it had a compass attached to it. A keychain had a compass attached to it. Before, like we were putting like GPS maps in our dash, like on our windshields, or putting like cameras on our windshield, or even like I guess people have been putting like uh, radar detectors on the windshields for a long time. But like, just remember, like there used to be people would have compasses everywhere. It would be like on everything. I'm glad we're past that. I could never read those. I'm like, all I know is that little ball is just like bouncing around and it's spinning. And I don't know how it tells, I don't know how to tell where to go from that. I don't know why I'm so bad at that. <sighs> Mika says, uh, I did a week long survival training with only a knife and a fishing hook as equipment in Lapland. When in military reserve officer schools, blindfolding running start too. Wow. That's intense. That's really intense. Hmm. Ultra Dad, what's going on? This here says afternoon co. Any ultras on the calendar this year? Stay strong in the cold. Almost due to spring. You know, I did have Black Canyon on there, but then I I jumped off. The, I was on the waiting list, but then I took myself off the waiting list because I thought I was going to Tokyo. Now I'm not going to Tokyo, but I am going to LA. Um, I don't. I want. I, I really wanted to do Black Canyon. So I don't know if I'll have any ultras on, on my list for this year. I'll have to find someone to jump. I mean, like I wanted to do like a bigger race, but I think what I'm going to do is um, I'll probably do one in the area here. Scott Coomer was like, you got to do one of my races. Come and do one of my races. We'll take care of you. I'm like, okay. So maybe I'll hop into one of his. He's a, he does a lot of them up in Wisconsin. Um, so maybe I'll do one of those. I think it'll be, I mean, I don't know if they'll, the Outer Belt Ultras will be coming back for a year or two. Maybe I'll do the Ultra for that one. But I, I'd like to do one. I just don't know where it's going to fit. It's going to, I mean, like, on the one hand, like, none of my races are, like, set in stone yet. And on the other hand, it's like, well, I kind of have to keep this time open. I kind of have to keep that time open. I kind of have to keep that time open. I want to do a triathlon. It's a great problem. There's so many things that I want to do, and I'm, you know, I feel like I'm fit enough to participate. Not that I'm going to be competitive in any of them, but I can participate in all these fun things. So um, I just got to figure out a way to prioritize and like get some some uh, certainty with some of these other dates, you know. So that's that's what I'm up to. Recycle on Wednesday says, I carry a compass with me most days. I mean, I carry a compass with me all the time. It's on my phone. Does that count? There's a compass app on the phone. And I guess that doesn't count. Jason Dahl says, I used to have a compass on the dash of my 93 Corolla. I was so cool. Huh? I, I know, right? I, I felt like everyone had one. Like if you didn't have, if it wasn't already in the car, in the dash, you bought one and suction cups to the windshield. Like that was the thing. I don't know. Mm, Adam says the JFK 50. Mid-November, good for after Chicago, but not if you're doing CIM. Hmm. I, I'm kind of intimidated by doing like an East Coast Ultra, though, because I'm just like, uh, everyone thinks like the Rockies and the West Coast are like the elevation is so insane. But I feel like 
Oh, those Appalachian trails. They'll, they're sneaky and they're relentless. Um, but part of that route's also on like pavement, isn't it? It's like a lots of mixed types of terrain. Hmm. I don't know. What's interesting is that like all these races are starting to, like the big races are getting very hard to get into. Like I think it's like like there's not a lot of races like road marathons that like you have to get in a lottery to get into. You just got to sign up fast. Right? But like a lot of these races, I don't know how JFK 50 is, but like a lot of the big name um ultra races seem to be. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just that I always decide really late. Hmm. Recycle on Wednesday said I had to recalibrate the compass on my roommate's iPhone. It was totally wrong. Did you recalibrate it with the, your hand comp, like the compass that you have? Oh, that's embarrassing for the iPhone. David says a compass on your phone or watch is great if you're only lost for six hours or less. That's a good point. If I'm lost, it could go either way, I guess. <laughs> Um, Daniel M says you should make ultra goals based on how much junk food you want to eat during the race. Uh, yeah, I mean, I told Scott at 10 junk miles that like ultra running is basically an eating contest with a running component in it, but it's about how much you can stomach the food, you know, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing I like about ultra races is like, I'm not that concerned about time. I just want to go out there and have a really great day. And I intentionally made that singular. I don't really like the multi-day. Unless there's like time intended for sleeping. Like I don't like the like sleeping while you're delirious thing or running while you're delirious. That makes me very nervous. Um, but uh Yeah. I do think I, th I, th I just find the food component of ultras very fascinating. Ultra dad says there's so many options all the time. Come down in June for Mohican, North of Columbus, Western States qualifier. You could do the 50. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, you can, it's a Western state qualifier for a 50 mile. Oh, June. I'll have to look at the dates on that. Hmm. I did confirm yesterday that I am actually not signed up for grandma's marathon. I was like looking for, I'm like, where's my email? Where's the email for it? And then I like went to like the website, like the grandma's marathon website, they like confirming registration. And they were like, you are not registered. And I was like, oh man. Hmm. So I guess if I'm not signed up, maybe I can do that one. Mohican. Hmm. Daniel <laughs> says, I'm running an ultra this spring, shooting for taste, 10 quesadillas and a liter of Coke. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Coca-Cola is delicious um, when you're out there for a really long time. My favorite soda, though, is orange soda. Only problem with orange soda, it's never caffeinated. Frank says, if you're lost for more than four hours, you should lose the leftover battery on your phone to call for help. That's a good point. If you have cell service. That one time I got lost in Devil's Den. No, Devil's Lake, Wisconsin. I had no cell service. I didn't have a, I had on my phone though. I only had my Apple watch. And um, like I couldn't, there was no one I could call. 
I mean, I was on a road, so I wasn't like, like a road through the camp. So like, I wasn't that lost, but like I had been running for a long time in the direction that I thought was East. Apparently it was not East. <laughs> the thing is it was early in the morning. So I could have like, I was like trying to run off of the sun, you know, but I was like, I, I don't know how I messed that up. Uh, Adam says, finish the trivia. No, I don't have any more. I didn't have a, um, oh, do I have a, I, I didn't get to question five. Did I? All right, here's question five for the trivia and we'll end with this for, for today. All right, this one where I like, I ran out of like YouTube runner LA Marathon trivia. So I went to like regular LA Marathon trivia. Um, and I don't, I'm, sh I'm sure that there's many um, celebrities who have run the LA Marathon. But the first one that I was able to find quickly was uh, is this. Question five. In 2012, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers ran the LA Marathon. What was his time? I have to double check what's my number. Okay. All right. I got the number there. That's what I thought. All right. What's the time? How quickly did Flea run the LA Marathon? It was 10 years ago. So it was the old course, not the new course. Um, yeah. We got a lot of guesses in here. Uh, Daniel M with 345. Frank saying 428. C-Town fans is 435. Eric says 408. Jason says 345-ish. <laughs> Brett Reed says 420. Nice guess. Uh, Angel Johnson says 415. Steve Samuels is coming at 559. Mm. Uh, Luis Becerra says 405. Ultra Dad says 440. Shannon says DNF. Oh, that's a good guess. It's a really good guess. Um, yeah. Um, let's do a couple more guesses. JC says 410. Uh, David Callen says 337 and Jeff Light says maybe 1452 and Lucas H says 359. Uh, the correct answer is 341. He ran the LA marathon in 341. I was impressed. That's impressive. I would not have guessed that. I mean, I don't know how old he would have been in 2012. Um, but yeah, that's a good time. 341. There you go. All right. Um, Stevie 76 said, did, the question is, did he eat the chili dogs? I don't know. If I ever meet him, I'll ask. Um, but I, I don't know when I would encounter Flea. I don't know that I would recognize him if I saw him in person, to be honest with you. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> JC says, how many socks did he wear? Eric says, nice. Only one sock. <laughs> um, was it a running sock, though? Because then it reduces the potential for chafing. <laughs> uh, nice work. Nice work. And Frank says, Flea was 49 in, in 2012. So, yeah. There you go. Good work, Flea. And thanks, Frank. Awesome. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and uh, playing trivia with me on Trivia Tuesday. Tomorrow, there's not going to be not going to be a video in the morning, but we'll we'll do another live stream same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Until I see you again, guys. Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.